Live from beautiful Roswell, Georgia, welcome to AM 1160, the Fall Pledge Drive, the Quest. Hello out there. This is Ken Tazza, parishioner at St. Peter Chanel Catholic Church in Roswell, Georgia, with my friend in Christ, Chuck Persner. Chuck, say hello out there to, to the fine folks out there and tell us your ch- where church you're from and lead us in a prayer to begin the hour. Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Chuck Persner, and I am a parishioner at St. Michael the Archangel in Woodstock, Georgia. Tremendous church. And it's a thrill to be here with you today, Ken. You too, Chuck. Fun. All right. So... We're going to, most, for the most part, talk about lesser-known saints of the church today. That's our segment. And uh, we know we have a lot of daily Mass attendees that um, listen to the station. And many of you know today is a saint um, that's venerated being an optional memorial, St. Bruno. So let's seek his intercession as we begin with a prayer. And everyone at this station has a great devotion to Mary. That's a common denominator. So let's begin with the Hail Holy Queen. In the name of the Father, Father, Son, Son, Holy Holy Spirit, Spirit, Amen. Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, our hope. To thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To thee do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. Turn then, most gracious advocate, thine eyes of mercy towards us. And after this, our exile, show unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary, pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we, may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Amen. Amen. And uh, the number to call, 470-508-1160, or you can give at thequestatlanta.com. We just want to first thank everybody who has made this radio station, made this radio station what it is. It's been an amazing, amazing ride for for the volunteers and for the listeners. But remember, we're 100% listener supported. So please, please find it in your heart. Give us a call. Light up those telephones at 470-508-1160. Well, Chuck, I want to talk about why and tell the people out there why I love this radio station. Many of us have been on a Catholic retreat for a couple of days, for a weekend, three, four days, five days. Have you been on a retreat, Chuck? I have. They're very good. Okay. do Do you remember the high that you get on a retreat? It's so wonderful. I mean, you come back and you're ready to tackle the world and you're ready to to do uh, so many amazing things with Christ. And it's so wonderful. What kind of happens after a few weeks, after a few months? You kind of lose that high, right? So one of the reasons when this radio station started, one of the things I love about this station is that for me personally, it's like a daily retreat. It kind of brings me back to those things back we and we need to have that spiritual support on a daily basis that's what i love about this station it gives me that support on a daily basis everything that's going on around all of us all the things around us it brings me back and i think about that retreat and it gets me on that high and it makes me know find out what's really important and listening to the station provides that daily support whether it's driving whether i'm driving in my car working in my office, or even walking my dog. And it's on 24-7 to to support your spiritual life. The second reason that I really love it, it's the local flavor. It's so cool to hear our local pastors and priests recite their favorite prayers. Hearing my pastor, Monsignor Peter, from St. Peter Chanel on the radio, to me, is so wild. You know, I'm I'm going down in my car and I'm yelling in my car, I know that priest, I know that guy, (laughs) right? Yeah. Isn't that cool yeah. to hear your local priest and, and people around you? Yeah. So we want to, we, so listening to the station gives me that sense of local 
Catholic spiritual community, especially especially local. I know I'm not alone, and it kind of reinforces my faith so much because of a sense of local involvement. So we want to keep it together for the community. We want to keep this radio station going. We want to keep the local aspects as well as all the wonderful shows on it. So please give us a call now and help us to continue to support this station and this community. So many people depend on this station to listen, especially during the COVID-19. So give us a call at 470-508-1160. You can you can also give online. Four, so call us at 470-508-1160. And Chuck, now I want to, Chuck, tell us, tell the people out there what, what the station has meant to you. Well, I've, I've enjoyed it uh, immensely. I like the diversity of the programming as we talk about. You know, there's just uh, from every walk of life, you have uh, on-air professionals who could talk to you about how to live a genuine and authentic Catholic marriage. Yes. How to raise your children in this day and age. And, you know, we talk about our favorites, uh, love starting off the morning with Father John Ricardo, and we listen to him on our way to daily mass. And he's, it's almost like the homily before the homily. You know, you get some of his thoughts on what's going on. Christ is the, uh, Christ is the answer is a, is a favorite show of mine. Um, I like Dr. Ray Garendi. He's one of my he's favorites. He's great. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I'm not even a father or a husband. And, you know, his specialty, his forte would be uh, child psychology, right? There are times when I'll be on the road, I will pull off the side of the road and take notes on what he has said and send emails to my friends because they're all going through the same thing. Yes. Raising their kids in this day and age. And I'll send them emails with some of his advice because they can't always listen. Uh, Dr. David Anders, one of the best in the business, right? Excellent. A classic modern day Catholic apologist. And, uh, you know, his show is designed for people who have questions as to whether or not, you know, what's stopping you from becoming a Catholic? That's the tagline, right? So he's amazing. Uh, I just love the diversity of the programming. It's like these quick hitter, hour at a time type segments and shows and you move on to someone else. So that's what I've enjoyed about it. Excellent. 470-508-1160. You can also donate at thequestatlanta.com. That's 470-508-1160. Chuck, I want to see these phones light up this hour. What do you th- what do you say? I certainly would. Let's, Let's light them up, guys. Anyway. Let's get off the bagel. Let's get one at least. Let's get out there. You listen to the state. <laughs> if you're out there and you're listening to the station, give us a call. Pledge. Pledge to us, please. So I want to talk about uh, Lesser Known Saints, uh, Chuck, and give you a little background on it, about our show, Lesser Known Saints, and how it came about. Okay. Way back in 2004, my two daughters were attending Queen of Angels Catholic School. A young classmate came down with cancer. So the, it was a great time because the entire community, well, besides that, it was a great time because the entire community came together and prayed for his recovery. And my friend and I, we researched a saint known for her powerful miracles. Like you know, Chuck, many of the saints, of course, uh, miracles are their specialty absolutely but this saint in particular helped young people since she was 16 at 13 years old because she was she refused the, she was actually killed i'm sorry she was actually killed at 13 years old because she refused the advance of diocletian in a roman empire as she vowed her loyalty to jesus christ we all know about diocletian right Chuck? Oh, we do he's the saint maker as we like to call him he research. is the saint he's, maker he's, he led to a lot of martyrs yes he has so we decided to start a a weekly novena to her during an adoration hour at saint peter chanel Eventually, the boy was cured, and although many were praying to other saints, the fact is he was cured. That was a fact. So what we did is we kept this weekly novena going since 2004. It's been going for 16 years, and over the years, many people have come to this novena and claim many miracles. That saint I'm talking about is Saint Philomena. Absolutely. Great saint. And probably the most, and you know what, Chuck? The most interesting fact about Saint Philomena is that she is the only saint in history to be made a saint because of miracles attributed to her after her her death as not much is known about her life. 
And also, Chuck, one of her most devoted clients was St. John Vianney, whose childlike devotion to this virgin saint played an intimate part of his daily life. So uh, this got me to thinking, too. I said, you know, you think about it. You know, after with St. Philomena, I thought, how many other saints are out there that we never heard of? Right. right. And so thus was born the idea for our show, Lesser Known Saints, to pay tribute and recognize these wonderful devotees to Jesus Christ. And you know what, Chuck? We want to keep it going. We want to keep it on the air, as well as so many other Catholic shows out there. So please give us a call, 470-508-1160, or you can donate at thequestatlanta.com. So Chuck, there's so many wild and really, really interesting saints out there. Why don't you give us an example? I understand that there is a patron saint of ice skating? There is a patron saint of ice skaters. Funny that you would ask that, Ken. Tell His us about her. Saint, or her name. Her name is Saint Lidwina. Okay, now she was born in the Netherlands in the late uh, 1300s. Mm-hmm. And as a young girl, she was known for her prolific ability as an ice skater. Didn't even think they had ice skating. Wow. So she was an ice skater. Now, she suffered uh, an injury while on the ice, broke a few ribs, gangrene set in. Ultimately, she wound up paralyzed, partially paralyzed. Ouch. Okay, but she was a woman of profound faith. And again, this is, this is where the saints show us the way because... When something like that happens to you, you can go one of two ways, right? You can either renounce God or you can grow in your faith. And she chose the latter. And as a result, she began to pray unceasingly. And all of a sudden, mystical visions began to come her way. One legend states that she was nourished only by the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ, the Eucharist, for 19 years. 19 years. 19 years. And devotion would spread about her. You know, there's a book written about her by Thomas Kempis. Mm-hmm. Great uh, Christian writer. So that's St. Philomena. I'm sorry, no, that's St. Lidwina. St. Lidwina. Sounds the same. Wow. Well, well Chuck, uh, before we tell us about a few others, uh, let's light up those phones. People out there, please give us a call uh, to help us with this station. We have a lot of bills to pay, and we need people to call us at 470-508-1160. All right, Chuck, tell me about another interesting saint. Yes. Well, let's talk about St. Januarius. Ah, yes. Because I know this is a saint that you and I have talked about. He's quickly becoming one of my favorites, lesser known or otherwise. And I know you have a personal story regarding St. Januarius. I do. Just a few days ago, as a matter Mm -hmm. of fact, on September 19th, celebrated on a Saturday. Now, he was uh, the Bishop of Benevento. And once again, we encounter the great uh, or the infamous Diocletian. And this was during the persecutions of Diocletian. You know, Diocletian, there he is again, huh? Yeah, yeah wow. he comes up a lot. Yes. He comes up a lot. He keeps us busy. He keeps yes, us he right. <laughs> now, he was going to visit two imprisoned deacons mm-hmm. at the time, and he was captured and placed in jail. Now, they were thrown to wild beasts, various different forms of torture that was ultimately designed to, to kill these men, and nothing worked until they were finally beheaded. But here's the interesting part about his story, and this is what I love. There are vials of St. Januarius's blood, and they're kept as relics in Naples, Italy. Someone yes. thought to do this, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a longstanding miracle which claims that these vials of blood liquefy and bubble up when exposed in the cathedral on key days. One, on his feast day, September 19th. Also, on December 16th, and then the Saturday before the first Sunday in May. And I know you were in Naples during his feast day. I happened to be in Naples, Florida on a pilgrimage with my church when this happened. And it was it was big news over there. It was so exciting. People were partying in the streets and everything else. And it happened, you know, with the blood. And it was it was just amazing. So that's that's my story with him that I happened to be there at the time. And it's an exciting time to 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 have been there at that time. I bet. 
I bet. And he, as such, he is the patron saint of blood banks. Patron saint of blood banks. Wow, that, that's that's really, that's incredible. So give us a call, 470-508-1160. We've got so many other saints to talk about. They're so interesting. What is there, like over 5,000 saints? There are over 5,000 5, saints. 5,000 saints. So we've got know, a we, lot of research to do, don't we? We do. It'll it'll keep us busy. It's a great project in that regard because you never run out of material. That's the great thing, you know? right? And this, as you had mentioned in your story, this is a dream of yours. It's been 15 years in the making, so we can't stop now. There you go. There you go. 15 years in the making. 470-508-1160. Light up those phones. Give us a call. Find it in your heart to give us a pledge. We want to keep this radio station going. We want to keep it for the local community. We want to keep it for all the people who love this station and, and, and love to hear it on a daily basis. You could also give at thequestatlanta.com. So, Chuck, uh, there are some other uh, some other saints, patron saints that we could talk about that we, we don't have the time. But why don't we name a few here that uh, really interesting? Like, I understand there's a patron saint of arms dealers. That is correct. There's a patron saint of arms dealers. You find out over time that there's a patron saint for almost everything. And of course, you're talking about Saint Adrian of Nicodemia. And I believe we recorded him. Yes, he's, he's part of one of our 45 second spots. Yes, patron saint of arms dealers. Patron saint of, uh, and how about this one? Patron saint of gas station attendants? There is, there is. And, you know, I used to work at a gas station when I was a kid. Ken, I don't know if you know that. And it was I, in a wealthy neighborhood. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was a wealthy neighborhood. Everybody owned a Mercedes or a Jaguar or a BMW. It was a very rude awakening when I got out into the real world. And, <laughs> right. I drove my Ford. But yeah, there is a patron saint of gas station attendants, and his name is Saint Eligius. St. Elysia, you know, I bet you that was really important in the 60s and 70s when you had a lot of guest stations come out and you used to do your, your oil. Remember those days? Uh, vaguely. So, yeah, yeah, vaguely. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the number is 470-508-1163. Remember why we're here. We're here today. We've got to raise money. We've got to keep this going for our community. Find it in your heart. Give us a call. 470-508-1160. Or you can give at thequestatlanta.com. We are looking to get 12 gifts this hour. 12 gifts. 12. 12 and even dozens. Gifts. 12 people that are out there give us 12 gifts. Wouldn't that be wonderful? That's our goal. That's what fantastic. we want. That's what we need. I want to see if we can get 24 gifts. What do you think? What do you think, It's Chuck? possible. It's possible. St. Philomene is going to intervene and give us 24 gifts, maybe, huh? She is the patron saint of impossible causes, so you never <laughs> and know. And we can relate to that, can't we, Chuck? <laughs> we can. Absolutely. So, Chuck, I understand that there's also a patron saint of hangovers? Why do you ask me that? What do you I hear? don't know. What I don't do know why I street? asked you that, but there is, is there one? I, I, heard, I just heard the rumor that there is a patron saint of hangovers. St. Bibliana is who you're looking for in this spot. Ah, there okay. you go. And her name comes from the word imbibe. Bibulus is a Greek word, I think, which means fond of drinking. <laughs> fond of drinking. Oh, okay. Yeah, she became the patron saint of hangovers in a, something of a roundabout way, but that's, that's the story. We're going to encourage you all to Google that one. Google that, right, right. We'll, we'll, or we'll put her on. Uh, 470-508-1160. And you could also donate at thequestatlanta.com. We're looking for 12 gifts, 12 gifts this hour. Please find it in your heart. Give us a call. Go to thequestatlanta.com. Do what you can. Find it in your heart. So let's go talk about, uh, is there another interesting saint that besides the ones you said that you can give a little more detail on? There Anybody is, you this is one, I remember when we wrote this one up and did it, you were, you were fascinated by this story. Okay. And a matter of fact, I think I heard this clip maybe an hour or so ago on the air. Yes. And of course, I'm talking about St. Alexis of Rome. Yes, yes. Okay. This was a man who was the son of a very wealthy Roman senator. Okay. Now, his parents, through their profound generosity, it had an impact on him. Yes. And as a young man, he was 
desiring to renounce all of his wealth, but his parents, on the other hand, had other plans for him. Okay. They chose a wife for him. Okay. okay. This used to happen back then, right? Right. And out of obedience, he took this wife. Mm-hmm. But on his wedding day, he obtained permission from his bride to leave her. This is quite a woman to be able to do something like that. I mean, could you, I don't think your wife would have. So he left her on the altar? Is that what you said? Left her on the altar. Okay. Left her on the altar. And she understood this was his calling. Okay. Again, what kind of woman does that? (laughs) That's uh, that's a lot of, yes, a lot of faith there. So he returns to Rome, but he goes back to his parents' house. Again, these are very wealthy people, and he goes disguised as a beggar. Mm -hmm. Because, again, he wanted to renounce his wealth. He wanted to live that life of of obedience and poverty. Life of poverty. And his parents didn't recognize him. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so time had passed, and he lived under the stairwell of his parents' enormous house for 17 years. That's what, that's what really gets me, Chuck. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm kind of intrigued by. I can't wait to get to heaven and talk to him and say, why'd you live under your parents' stairway? For seven? But that's, that's just fascinating. And they never recognized him. Didn't Here recognize he is, him? Uh, he's living under the stairs for 17 years and going out and helping poor people, and they did not recognize him. That's correct. It's incredible. These saints are incredible. The other servants abused mm-hmm. him and were terrible to him, and he took it all. This was his cross. Now, keep in mind, he could have called this off at any time. So let me get this straight. His own servants that should be serving him, they were abusing him. Exactly. Amazing. But he endured it, and he never told his parents who he really was, even though, again, he could have called this off and ended his suffering at any time. Now, when he died, his parents did find a note on his body telling them who he was and that he had lived his life this way in penance from the day of what would have been his wedding, and he did it all for God. That's unbelievable. 470-508-1160. Give us a call right now. Light up those phones. We need at least minimum 12 gifts. 470-508-1160. Or you can give at thequestatlanta.com. So I would say that uh, 2020, would you say, Chuck, has been a challenging year for a lot of people? Is that that an understatement, maybe? Oh, that's the understatement. Is there a patron state of understatements? There should be. Yeah. Don't you think? We, yeah. You know what? Have to, we'll have to look that up. And if there is, we'll we'll put it on the air. Yeah. But anyway, so it, it's been a, it's been a very challenging year. And you know, I actually had epiphany in the last six months. You, You're right. Yeah. And my epiphany was so about a month ago, I'm sitting in my kitchen, uh, just stressing, just stressing about the world, getting upset about what was happening in the world, complaining about everything and being so negative. And my daughter, my 26 year old daughter, Caitlin, comes walking by. She hears this, you know, and she says to me, she sits down, she, she started saying, Dad, you taught us to rise above this world as we are not of this world to always rise above with Jesus Christ. Where is your faith? Yes, we want to be proactive and we want to try to help others. and We want to try and solve the problems in this world. But Jesus told us there will always be problems in this world. You have to have faith in him and you will rise above all the ugliness of this world. Don't let this world and the devil rob you of your joy in Jesus Christ. We're not of this world. So I sat down like it hit me like a ton of bricks. You know, I always taught that to them. And here she's teaching this to me. It was the wisdom of my my daughter. And so I, I thought to myself, wow. I said, you know, it, it was incredible that that you would have that she would have that kind of wisdom and give it to me at that time. And that was my epiphany. Do you have anything like that happen to you in the past few months, Chuck? Well, you know, God always gives you what you need precisely when you need it. These daughters of yours were obviously well catechized. And again, in the world, but not of the world. That's how we, we go about it. I don't know that I necessarily had an epiphany, but I did realize that you can get pretty resourceful. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, my sister, my mother, and I would gather every morning and we would um, log on and and partake of the gospel of YouTube. 
you know, a lot of the churches around here ran mass online. So we were able to continue to go to daily mass or at least view it online, but, but both at our parish, St. Michael the Archangel right, and elsewhere. Right. There's many of resources, you know, uh, of course the radio station was really a, a, a godsend. Godsend to a during, lot of people during this, during this time, this, this panic yeah. time, this pandemic. Uh, 470-508-1160. Give us a call. Light up those phones. The, or you could also give it the Quest Atlanta Dot com. So, Chuck, tell us about another one. Do you have another interesting saint that you could talk about? Well, this one is, is quite a story. Mm-hmm. Okay. And one thing we should point out is, you know, sometimes these stories, as legend grows, the stories take on a life of their own. Um, believing in these stories of the saints, you know, I think it's left to your discretion. And I, I give that disclaimer before I tell the story. Okay. Because this is not, for instance... Like Jesus' true presence in the Eucharist or the perpetual virginity of Mary, which are church doctrines which we believe. So I tell these stories and I ask you to take them with a grain of salt. Okay. So, of course, we're talking about St. Margaret of Antioch, which okay. is another one we recorded. And yes. I should also point out these are 45 second spots. This is this lesser known saint program that we're talking about. These are promotional spots that we run in and out of the breaks. Sure. So, you know, Ken, most of her story is shrouded in mystery. But according to legend, she was the daughter of a pagan priest in Antioch. Okay. Okay. She became a shepherdess, and she spurned the advances of Albreus, who was the prefect at the time. This was a very beautiful woman, as legend had it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was infatuated with her beauty, and as a result of him denying, or she denying his advances, he would go on to have her tortured. And, okay. we, and we see this with the St. Philomenas of the world, the St. Many Lucy's of the, saints of the world, like, sure. actually, these young virgin sure. martyr saints, you know. And they're the ones that always um, always inspire me and amaze me, the St. Agnes's, the St. Lucy's, those. So while she was in prison, this is where the story gets interesting. So, Chuck, okay. was Diocletian involved in this one too? Not this one. Okay. Not this one. I guess he, he may have been on <laughs> he vacation. He gets a break on this one. Huh? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. But while she was in prison, she did have an encounter with the devil. And the devil took the form of the dragon. You know, we see this in scripture sometimes, you know, in the book of Revelation. Sure. You know, the red dragon and so on. So the dragon swallows Margaret. Okay. But the cross she carried and wore around her neck irritated the stomach of the dragon. She grabbed the cross and cut her way out of the dragon. That's amazing. It's an amazing story. Yeah. So she was ultimately beheaded because once you get swallowed by a dragon and that doesn't work, if you, I mean, you're right, to run that's, out, you know? that seems to be the ultimate thing to do when they when they do, try to do everything they possibly can to these saints, uh, like what they did to Saint Philomena and so many others like that. They ended up getting beheaded because they just couldn't they couldn't do anything else to them, right? Because nothing else worked yeah. in a lot of in a lot of cases. Four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty. If you love the station, if you love the shows, if you love the local local community, if you love hearing about your priest, I just, you know I Chuck, I get back to that the local part of it i just love hearing my priest because you know you find out about them because we've been playing the playing the priests on here listening to them they uh tell us what their favorite prayers are so we get to know them you know they say oh my favorite prayer is such and they recite the prayer i think that's so beautiful i think that's so wonderful that you could find out about your the local community and local flavor so that's we want to keep it going we want to keep this the station going but we need you to call we need you to call give us a call Whatever you can possibly give, whatever you can find in your heart to give, 470-508-1160, or you can give it to questatlanta.com. Yes. You know, I should also point out, the app is a great way to listen to the radio station. Ken, you and I talk about that. We have I the, love app the app on all the time. You love can go the out app. for a walk. You don't have to be in your car. And, you know, of course, on the AM dial, 
you know, we're here from sundown to sunup. But the app allows you to listen to the station all the time. It's my preferred way of listening. Sometimes I'm even in the car and I'm streaming it on the app. Chuck, I can, the app works all over the world. Yeah. I, I was in Europe and I used it. Yep. You know, so it, it, it's, it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful tool to have. Like I said, when you're walking your dog and everything else, it's just it's just fabulous. So, uh, so many ways. To, and you can ask Alexa to play 1160 AM The Quest, and she plays it right away. So you can listen. On. So there's so many different ways you can listen to it. And sometimes I even listen to it on my radio station, 1160 AM in the car. 470-508-1160. We need at least 12 gifts this, this hour. We hope that people find it in their heart to give to this station. You could also give at thequestatlanta.com. Chuck, I understand there's also uh, a, is there also a patron saint of bartenders? There is a patron saint of bartenders. Saint, right. <laughs> Who saint might Amand, that Saint Amand, I believe his name is. Saint Amand is the patron saint of bartenders. Saint Amand of bartenders. Yes. yes. So right. I guess he takes really good care of those bartenders, right? I hope somebody does. How about the, uh, how about there's also a, uh, I love this one. Uh, this one I really love. Well, I love all of them. You know, I can relate to a lot of these saints. How about the patriot saint of oversleepers? That's St. Vitus. Of course, you're talking about St. Vitus. St. Vitus, yes. right. I can relate to that, Chuck. I, I, mean, I, I need can. to start praying to St. Vitus a little. You know, I tend to oversleep lately, you know, or maybe most of my bar. life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew St. Vitus a long time ago, you know, maybe when I was in college. Back in school, absolutely. Yeah, back in school would have, yeah. would have definitely helped. So I really love that one. Now, and there's another one. Uh, well, there's so many of them out there, so many interesting ones. How about there's one called the, for, for this is one is really interesting. I understand there's a patron saint of clowns movies actors comedians now here's what's interesting plumbers and torture victims all in one who might that be yeah that's it's an interesting combination of patronages isn't it yeah it really is i, I could see clowns movies actors and comedians but how you fit the plumbers and torture victims in there is really interesting we're going to have to Google We're that We're going to have to Google that, too. And you know what? People can call up here, too. And they can, not only do you want to pledge, if you have an interesting saint or a saint you want us to pray to or a saint you want us to research, we'll research any of your favorite saints. We'll research it. We'll put it on the air, and then you could listen to it. But give us a call right now. Tell us who your patron saint is. Tell us the saint that you love so much and that you pray to. That's a good idea. Let's do that. The next donation, call okay, your favorite lesser known saint. Let's go back to Annie. Annie, I believe, has a wonderful, beautiful update passionate update to us show it to us give it to us annie all right ken so i've got your update for you so so far we've had five calls come in this hour or online donations as well they're mixed in so we've had karen s of roswell donate marianne l of lawrenceville renee f of marietta and she donated in memory of ronald sivers Laurie M. of Roswell and Donald and Rosemary S. of Atlanta. So they are helping us get to our goal of 12 gifts this hour. And you know what? You can call while we're on a break. And we're going to go to break right after this. But 470-508-1160. 470-508-1160. And we will be back with more from Ken and Chuck after this message. I'm Deacon Keith Kaloje, and this is my favorite prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Soul of Christ, sanctify me. Body of Christ, save me. Blood of Christ, inebriate me. Water from the side of Christ, wash me. Passion of Christ, strengthen me. O good Jesus, hear me. Within your wounds, hide me. Separated from you, let me never be. From the evil one, protect me. At the hour of my death, call me. And close to you, bid me, that with your saints, I may be praising you forever and ever. Amen. Can a moral relativist object to God's goodness based on the problem of evil? 
The answer is no, at least when it comes to moral evil, and here's the reason. You see, moral relativism states no moral truths exist independently of the individual. That's to say what is right and wrong is relative to what the individual determines. Now, how can a relativist deviation from his own moral standard be considered morally evil when there's nothing to oblige him to follow his moral standard? The answer is, it can't. But if no moral evil can exist within the mental framework of moral relativism, well then obviously a relativist complaint about the problem of moral evil is useless. So the relativist either has to give up the complaint about the problem of moral evil to keep relativism, or give up relativism to keep the complaint about the problem of moral evil. The relativist can't have both. I'm Carlo Broussard with a ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. The Quest presents Lesser Known Saints with Ken and Chuck. Born on the Feast of the Epiphany, St. Gertrude was a Benedictine nun in Helfta, Saxony. She was one of the great mystics of the 13th century. Together with her friend and teacher, St. Mechthild, she practiced a spirituality called nuptial mysticism, essentially viewing herself as the very bride of Christ. Her spiritual life was rooted in a deeply personal union with Jesus and his sacred heart, leading her into the very life of the Holy Trinity. The Lord dictated the prayer for the holy souls to St. Gertrude in a vision, promising to release a thousand souls from purgatory each and every time it is said. She is the patron saint of gardeners, travelers, widows, the recently deceased, and the mentally ill. The West Indies also claim her as their patron saint. St. Gertrude was canonized in 1677 by Pope Clement XIII. Her feast day is November 16th. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. A reading from Psalm 66, verses 2 through 4. Shout joyfully to God, all you on earth. Sing of his glorious name. Give him glorious praise. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. Before your great strength, your enemies cringe. All on earth fall in worship before you. They sing of you, sing of your name. Time to get your pledge in for our Live in the Spirit Pledge Drive. As a 100% listener-supported station, The Quest relies on your donations to stay on the air. Tune in October 6th through 8th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. and 4 to 6 p.m. as local clergy and parishioners share inspiring stories of living in the Holy Spirit while raising much-needed funds. You can show your support now and even dedicate your donation to a specific host or guest. Visit thequestatlanta.com to see the pledge drive schedule and to donate. Or call 470-508-1160. Help others live in the spirit through the quest by calling 470-508-1160 today. I'll never forget a conversation I had with a guy at a pub. He learned that I did ministry, so he pushed the conversation from faith to politics to abortion. It took a sad turn when he said, I think my mom should have aborted me. Hearing that changed how I think about the abortion debate forever. How can you convince someone who doesn't think his own life has value that he should care about the life of a fetus? You can't. Abortion won't become illegal until it becomes unthinkable. And it won't become unthinkable until we remember the value of human life again. That's why being pro-life isn't some isolated political cause. And it isn't about being against a woman's rights. It's about being for a society based on the idea that every life deserves to be welcomed because every life is beautiful. 
That's why for this and every issue, the gospel of Jesus Christ is the only answer in the end. That's where we learn that every life is of infinite worth because God found every person worth dying for. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. I'm Christina, a student from Regina Chaley Academy in Roswell, Georgia. And you're listening to Atlanta's newest Catholic radio station, AM 1160, The Quest. And, and we're, we're on, on The, the Quest. Quest. And we're back live again from beautiful Roswell, Georgia. It's the 1160 AM Fall Pledge Drive, The Quest. And we just heard St. Gertrude at part of our show there, Chuck. Yes. We just heard St. Gertrude on, okay, yeah. during the break. And that's just a sample of some of our, our many saints that we've been doing. I have to announce this, though. I just, we just, just received a monthly donation, a donation from, it's hard to believe this, Joe Pepitone just made a monthly donation. Well, Do you think it's a real Joe that? Pepitone, Chuck? I don't know. Patron saint of good hair? Good <laughs> That's or amazing. first baseman Joe of the Pepitone. New York Yankees in the 60s. No, I don't think it's him. I think it's alias Augustine Cavelli probably made that in his honor for Joe Pepitone. Augie made a donation? I, yes, he did. That's it, good. It, to, you know, word on the street is Augie throws nickels around like that. That's, that's covers, true. That's you know, true. So if he's given it, then why yeah, can't you give? Why exactly. can't everybody else give yeah. if Augie's giving money out there? Give us a call, 470-508-1160. Or you can give at thequestatlanta.com. How about it, Chuck? You got another one there? Another interesting saying we can talk about? Oh, I can do this all day. <laughs> there I, you go. I have no shame. All right. No shame. Go ahead. You know, it's important to point out, though, Ken, because a lot of our listeners are not Catholic. Did you know that? Yes, I did know that. About half of our listeners are not Catholic. That so I did know. Yes. I do want to point one thing out. As Catholics, we do not worship saints, right? We don't worship saints. We venerate them. That is we true. We hold them in high esteem. We seek their intercession. Yes. Which, the way I look at it, we ask them to bring our intentions before the throne of God. That's right. Because they have that unique vantage point. That's the most important thing, the intimate relationship that they can go to the throne and they can re they can go, go to bat for us, kind of say. Like Joe Pepitone, go yeah. to bat for us, right? Exactly. Yes. And, you know, we've just celebrated some great saints in the church. We had the little flower, St. Therese, on, back on October 1st. St. Padre Pio was back on September 24th or 5th. Yes. I, I see, I get that one confused with my niece's um, birthday. It's one before the other. But uh, St. Teresa of Avila is coming up in the middle of this month. But here we have these lesser known saints sitting up in heaven, twiddling their thumbs. Yeah, the people, and, because people don't know about them. Right. And, and, and I just picture them up there. Who's going to make me work today? Is anybody going to call me? Is anybody going to call upon me? And that's the advantage here. You get right to the front of the line. You know, these other saints, their dance cards are pretty full. Oh, exactly. You know, another one, before you even get to that uh, saint, I love this one here. There is a patron saint. Those who have a fear of wasps. Can you believe that? Those who have a fear of wasps, which I do, by the way, because I'm allergic. Well, yeah, and that's, that's of course, St. Friard. St. Friard. Legend has it, he called a horde of wasps upon one of his persecutors one time, once. And, then, and that's how he becomes the, the patron saint of those who are afraid of I wasps. I need to pray to that one, because, you know, if I get bit, I blow up like a balloon, and I got to go to the hospital. So I think St. Friard, he, he might help me in, in that respect. Yeah. I tell you what, speaking of intercessions by saints, you want to hear a little story about an intercession that's happened to me? So many have happened. Want to hear one? Yeah. yeah okay, sure. well, of course, it was St. Philomena. 
Well, many years ago, I was in Italy. And when I was in Italy, I wanted to go see her shrine, which was up in a mountain, St. Magnano. And I had left the group. It was a, it was a St. Peter Chanel group uh, in Rome. And I took a train all by myself down to Naples. And I had to get on a bus from Naples and go to the mountains, you know. Now, I, I, sp- I don't speak very good Italian at all. It's kind of broken and um so when i got on a train it was fine it was all by myself and we were warned by the united states the state department to not go to naples at that time do you know why three no, that? there was a garbage strike oh well <laughs> and they were burning garbage and it was a lot evidently there was some trouble down there that americans might get into uh when they were burning garbage i don't know what it would be but anyway so i went down there and um so i was determined i only had one day so i went down on a train and i went to this bus station in naples and i don't know if you've ever been to the bus station in naples have you ever been to the bus station in naples i have not i'll bet you some people it. out there have well, they know <laughs> what i'm talking about it's like grand central station there are buses everywhere going everywhere it's very confusing and i didn't speak italian and i was down there trying to buy a ticket trying to get to Manana, which is deep in, in, in the mountains of Georgia, of, uh, Georgia, of Italy. So when, anyway, uh, what, I, what happened was is I ended, up buying a, I ended up buying a ticket. I talked to this one guy and I started praying to St. Philomene. I said, St. Philomene, I'm going to get on that train and go back to Rome. I can't, I, I, you know, I, it was a gallon effort. I can't get up here. And I just started praying to St. Philomena. Lo and behold, this gentleman comes up to me and says, you know, can I help you with something? I said, well, I'm trying to get to Magnano. I need to get to the shrine. I don't know what bus to get on. He took me to the counter, bought my ticket, and he put me on the bus, you know? But here's the thing about it is, it is a scary thing because, you know, I'm so the bus starts going, and there's only the bus driver, and he takes off, and there's nobody on the bus, and there's nobody around, you know? And he's, and he's taking me to some side roads, and I go, oh, that's it, that's it. American tourista, I'm gonna get mugged, you know? This is it, you know? They, they saw, <laughs> you know, American tourista, you know? But <laughs> thank God, and thanks, I'm filming. No, it was very nice, the bus driver. He, I sat in the front, and he took me all the way up in the mountain. It took like two hours to get there. And I remember people getting on a bus trying to talk to me in Italian, and he would say, no, 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 American tourista, no, no capisce, no capisce, American tourista. He took very good care of me. I got to the shrine, I met Fra- Father Bruschi, who is the one that takes care of the shrine, and 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 I got to see Saint Philomena, and I got to see all our all her relics. It was just a wonderful spiritual experience. I got he got me back on the bus. I got to, and on the way home, when you know what happened, the bus broke down. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm in the middle of nowhere. And it was cold. It was in December. It was starting to get darker. So what do I do now? Everybody just gets off the bus. I go, oh, what do we do? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what do we do? I look at him and I'm like, okay, what am I supposed to do here? You know, it's like I got a hitchhike, you know? No. And so uh, he goes, no, no, don't worry. Another bus will come around. I'm like, yeah, that's easy for you to say, right? <laughs> and uh, a bus did come around and I did make it back to Naples and I got on the last train back to Rome. And I felt that St. Philomena interceded that whole day for me. That's how wonderful she really is. It's a miracle. It is. It was definitely one of many, many miracles. So Chuck, tell us about another saint. You've got, an, uh, well, before we do that, 470-508-1160. Get on those phones, light it up, or you can call, or you can donate at thequestatlanta.com. So yep. Chuck, you have another one? Interesting is, one? It's, it's all about the numbers, right? We want to get at least 12. Yes, this hour for twelve. But on the topic of numbers, if miracles are your thing, Ken, this next saint, you're going to love this next saint. Well, I love miracles, Chuck. Four hundred thirty-eight. Four hundred thirty-eight. Let that number sink in. Four hundred thirty-eight miracles are attributed to this next saint, and of course, I'm talking about Saint Isidore. Saint Isidore had four hundred thirty-eight miracles. Four hundred thirty-eight. Not four hundred thirty-nine. Not four hundred thirty-seven. Four thirty-eight. Four thirty-eight. Interesting. Yes. So there's two Saint Isidores. I should first point out one, and this is this is what's 
so interesting about the communion of saints. There's a Saint Isidore who's a bishop and doctor of the church. Yes. Right. And there's only 36 doctors of the church. So you're in, you're in the high rent district if you're a, a doctor of the church. But this man was a simple farmer. And this goes to show you in the communion of saints, it takes all kinds. We have our martyrs. We have our doctors. We have our simple farmers, our, our men and women who started out there. We have, we have conversion stories. Yes. Oh, do we have conversion stories? You know, the first reading today uh, in Paul in Galatians, he tells, he shed some light on his conversion story a little bit today at Mass for those of you who are there. And we have saints who, who followed similar stories. So St. Isidore was born in the year 1070. And he was a Spanish farm worker, mm-hmm. and he was in Madrid. Mm-hmm. That's where he was from. And he was known for his compassion and kindness towards animals and the impoverished. He okay. had a soft spot for animals, but also for the impoverished. And he, too, was impoverished. So perhaps he could relate to them. He had a little bit more than them, but that was another thing. He was always known to share whatever he had. Wow. And we see that in our lives, too. Sometimes the folks who have the least share the most. Isn't that something? Yeah. That, that really is true. Yep. They've managed to separate themselves from material possessions, and they just have faith in the fact that God will provide. Yes, he will. He always does, more so than we expect. And you can call on a saint to ask for that. Ask for this. You, you can pray the novenas to all of these saints, and they will intercede for you. How powerful is that? How beautiful is that in our Catholic religion? And we can pray to these saints to intercede for us. Yep. Especially these lesser-known ones. Yes, Like exactly. I said, they're waiting for us. They're waiting for us, and, and people need to know about these lesser-known saints. Yeah. Because they will intercede for you for just about anything that you could possibly need or want. Yeah. And that's what I love about this project so much, you know, is that we get to bring just a little bit more prestige to these saints in heaven and teach people about them. And in doing so, we spread their story. Yes, exactly. And we talk about this all the time. We're, we're, we want to get to heaven. That's that's our goal. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we want to meet these saints someday. Four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty. We are just four gifts away from our goal. Four gifts, Chuck. All right. All right. We've got eight. We need four more. Please get on those phones. Four more gifts. That's not. That's not too hard to do. We, we've got to do this. Four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty. You know something, Chuck? In the real world, I've never. I've never missed a quota. Right. You've been in sales, right? I've been in sales. I'm certainly not going to start this hour missing a quota, okay? I need 12 gifts, guys. Please, people out there, let's go. We're four away, four away. So we're doing good. We're doing good. We're doing pretty good. Let's get out there. Get on those phones. You listen to the station out there. Help us. Help us. We need your help to keep going. Keep it in this community. Keep the passion and the energy going of this radio station. It's such a wonderful thing. This station means so much to so many people. And we want to keep that that energy and keep that, that, that support going. We need that. It's like I was talking about earlier. We need that daily support. So many things going on in this world that just drag you down. So many things. We need that daily support. And guess what this station does? Gives you that daily support. Whenever you're down, tune in. It'll bring you right back up. 470-508-1160. We're four gifts away. So we, we got to get there. You can also you can also go to the questatlanta.com there, and you can also give to it, too. So, Chuck... Uh, one thing, another thing I wanted to tell about. Speaking of which, you kind of you kind of touched on this, um, touched on this a little bit, is the fact that the the um, well, you had mentioned this too, where you were talking about kind of like the meaning of life, right? You're talking about the meaning because you kind of touched it that our goal is to get to heaven, right? Absolutely, our goal is to get to heaven. Absolutely. How about a little story about the meaning of life? Why not? Oh, why not? Okay. Well, you know, 
during this pandemic, I was sitting in a doctor's office, okay? And I picked up a Reader's Digest. Of all things, a Reader's Digest, okay? Well, now I know what I'm going to get you for Christmas. <laughs> there you go. Get you a you know, not many people yeah. read that. It's still really good. It's still around. Yeah. So I came upon this article, and the entitled of this article, What is the Meaning of Life? And I thought, well, man, I got to read that. That's pretty interesting, right? And, and it had answers from a bunch of people. It was a question that a bunch of people, you know, like 50 people answered. And I read a bunch of them, but there's one answer that really caught my attention. Maybe another epiphany, Chuck? I don't know. That's possible, yeah. Anyway, and the answer was, it's very simple. Life is just a test to see where you will be spending eternity. Hmm. I thought, how profound. That's another one that hit me between the eyes. You know why? So I'm the the type of guy that if I got to go do something, if I'm going to spend eternity somewhere, I want to know where it is. I want to know where heaven is. I want to know what it's going to be like. I want to know how to get there. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, so how do you do that? Well, you you do what you go to church. You do the confession. You do a, works. Works is very important. But but you also educate yourself, right? You want to educate yourself. What is eternity about? How do I get there? What is heaven all about? And that's where this radio station comes in. This radio station is such a powerful tool to educate yourself on our spiritual life and where we will ultimately spend eternity. You know, Chuck, I believe that if you listen to this radio station for one week, maybe less, you will know where you're going. You will know all about heaven. You will know about eternity and you will know your your meaning of life and how you're going to get to heaven. Just Uh, listen to it for one week and all your, you will be, I guarantee you that all your questions about your faith, about what you're doing here, what the meaning of life will be answered on this radio station. And so we want to keep that going, right, Chuck? Absolutely. We need no four question more about gifts, it. right? We need, so give us a call at 470-508-1160. You can also give at thequestatlanta.com. So, Chuck, do you, you have another interesting thing you can talk about? Oh, I've got plenty of them here. Good. And, um, you know, to your point, Ken, as Catholics, we play the long game. I think that's a golf expression, isn't it? Yes, I could be football. Long, you played a long game. Not a lot of golf long courses uh, where I come from on East 46th Street. But I know a few terms. I throw them around. We play the delayed satisfaction game. We carry our crosses. I think of our saint today, St. Bruno. His quote, he's known for many quotes because he was a scholar. As a matter of fact, interesting thing about St. Bruno, his protege. Now, wait a minute. That's not Bruno San Martino, is it? That is not. Okay. No, just, just no it's not okay. the heavyweight champ. Okay. <laughs> not the heavyweight champ. He taught Pope Urban II. Okay. It was a student of his. Mm-hmm. And when he went on to achieve the papacy, he had St. Bruno sort of informally in his cabinet. How interesting is that? That is really cool. You know, but what he always said, while the world changes, and it does. That's right. When the world changes, the cross remains the same. Yes, it does. And we yes, remember that does. as we look at the lives of these saints, it was always about loving their neighbors profoundly. It was always about putting God first. And with this station, okay, you've got this station on all day in your car. You're getting little bursts here, little bursts there. And not not to mention the prayers. Like I was telling you before the station, before we came on the air, I set my clock for 2.56 every day so that I can remember to play pray the Divine Mercy the chapter. Divine Mercy, 3 o'clock. The chairs on the station. I believe the Angelus is on at noon. Mm-hmm. So before you know it, you're weaving prayer into your life. 
Right. Because you're, you're praying along, right? When, when Senior Rao comes on, and I believe his favorite prayer was the sacrament prayer. That's right. Well, Rao, yes, yeah. it is. Great, yes, great, and I, see, I never man. knew that. I didn't yep. know that yep. until he till I listened to the station, and I, and I heard that, and I go, wow, that's so bad. Now I know my Monsignor. I know my pastor's favorite prayer. I think that's cool. It I is. I think that's really cool. And before you know it, you're praying along. That's what you do when you hear it. Yeah. So prayer literally becomes part of your breath. Your that's being. right. It becomes your way of life. Yeah. And what a way of life. Because yeah. we're here to get to heaven. 470-508-1160. Give us a call now. Light up those phones. We need you. We desperately need you. We need four more gifts. 470-508-1160. Or you can give at thequestatlanta.com. How about, Chuck, we talk about our faith a little bit. That our sounds Early good. stages of our faith. Early stages. Well, I want to I, I wanna talk about my grandmother. Her name was Lottie Malotnik, and she was a Polish lady. All right. And she prayed the rosary every single day of her life. However, later in her life, she became senile in those days, which we would call today's Alzheimer's. Right. And it was rough. You know, she was a little disturbing in the public, you know, and, and, and it was rough having her outside and because um, she would say things and that. So you, we really couldn't uh, bring her out much in the public. But however, this really influenced my faith as a child. I was about 10 years old. We used to go to church every Sunday, and every Sunday when we went to church, she would clutch a rosary. And during the Mass, she never said anything. She was totally calm and cool during a rosary. And I thought, what a, that had such a profound effect on me. Here she was, you know, when soon as she left church, she was in bad shape, you know, just disturbing things. But, but when she went to church for that one hour, the faith and the Holy Spirit came over her. She clutched this rosary. I could still see it as a kid sitting in St. John's Catholic Church in Hillsdale, New Jersey. And I could see her clutching this rosary. And, and the spirit was with her that kept her so calm and cool like there wasn't, wasn't anything wrong that she wasn't ravaged with this terrible disease. Yeah. Yep. And that was an early, early, early sign of me that I thought, wow, there's got to be something to this thing. There's got to be something to the Holy Spirit. There's got to be something to our wonderful, beautiful Catholic faith here. Yeah. How about you? What was your early version of a faith? What, what, what the thing that hurt, hit you maybe when you were 10 years old? There were a number of people. I was very blessed to be a cradle Catholic and have uh, the faith around me all the time. I can remember my grandmother would occasionally lean into me right before we'd go up to the Eucharist and she would say to me, would you offer up uh, communion for me today? Mm -hmm. And this was a woman who, who dealt with a lot of health issues, died at a very young age, 68, 69 years old. And you know, at the time, you don't really think much of that. You say, sure, I'll do it. Sure. You don't really understand the magnitude of the Eucharist, right? But it's something that I've carried with me. Every single day I offer up the Eucharist for someone or something. Right. Right. Today I offered it up for you. Thank you. That you would Thank be you. good on the air today. And I think uh, I think God answered the prayer. Yes, absolutely. I, I believe so. And that's just one example. I, I think of my father uh, in the waning moments of his life. You know, he, he was stricken with stomach cancer. Yes. And they said he was going to need chemotherapy. So not really knowing what that entails. Little did I know that he would have to carry around this little box with him. And, and within the box, I guess, was the medication. He would be getting this medication intravenously all throughout the day. Till the very end, he was going to daily mass. He would carry his box up to the Eucharist line and oh, receive the Eucharist. Man. That's powerful, strong, powerful, man. very powerful. And my mother, who I still go to daily mass with. And, you know, you talk about saints and, and things, uh, Saint. Uh, Pope John the Twenty Third, a recent yes. saint, a modern day saint. Yes, a lot of our listeners probably even remember he's him. He's very powerful. Now he died of stomach cancer, and his feast day is coming up in a few mm -hmm. days. I always have mass said for him. So what I like about him, he had a sense of humor. 
I like St. John the 23rd. I, love, I, love, I love sense of humor, right? I, I think got a humor, little fun in his life, right? Uh, you better. You better. Humor is the eighth gift of the Holy Spirit. That is my theory. And that's that's true. I always think of Jesus in a, in a Rotomas, you know, where he was, uh, where he was, uh, he, the, the, they didn't recognize him that who he was, so he kept the, he kept it going for a while, you know. Yeah. I think our Lord has a little sense of humor there, wouldn't you say? I would say so. Yes. They once asked uh, Saint John the Twenty Third, a young reporter, got to be nervous half to death, right? And he says to him, "Your Excellency, how many people work in the Vatican?" And after a quick pause, without missing a beat, he says, "About half." <laughs> we need that, you know. <laughs> Oh, 470-508-1160. Give us a call. Let's light up those phones. We got a few minutes here during our hour. You can also give at thequestatlanta.com. All right. You, you, do you have another one, Augie? Uh, uh, do you have another one, Chuck? I thought this was you know, my friend, Augie. Unbelievable. You have another, you have another <laughs> one, Chuck? Well, you know, we wrote this one up, and we should also point this out. When we research these saints, it's oftentimes difficult to find enough information Accurate information, reliable information, but this this Saint Zoe was an interesting one. Zoe, I love Zoe. And as a matter of fact, we need to re-edit this one. This one never made the air because we just weren't quite happy with the way it came out. Right. We're, we're going to get around to this one. And let me remind you all, uh, in the waning moments of our time here, if you call in with your favorite lesser-known saint with a donation of any amount, any amount, any amount, we will write them up, we'll record it, and when Annie gets the opportunity... Put we'll it on the air. It, put it on the air. Yes. Call us with your favorite lesser known saint. Hey, guys, we're looking for one more call to reach one that goal. More. Yep. Are you kidding? We need one, one more. more. One We've more. We've got two minutes, so. Two minutes, please. Somebody give us a call. We've got to make that. I've told you, I've always made my quotas all it, around. Anything I've ever done, I'm not going to lose it this time, Chuck. I, it, I've well, got to make that quota. I don't want to settle for the steak knives. I want the catalyst. Uh, <laughs> Is it possible for Augie to call in with another the name of another dead Yankee? I, Is that possible? Can we do that? I don't know. Another Joe Pepitone type, huh? Yeah, something like that. Maybe Yogi Berra, huh? Yeah. Okay, who knows? But we just need one more, guys. Seriously, out there, we do have a lot of bills to pay here. We want to keep this station going. Please give us a call now at 470-508-1160, or you can give at thequestatlanta.com. You know, it's another thing, too, Chuck. I I meant to say that, uh, you know, at at the St. Philip Novena that we've had at St. Peter Chanel, once a year we do a mass to her. And Father Henry has vowed every year, because he left... He went to his own parish, and he has vowed every year to come back and to do that mass for us. And you know, he has kept his promise and his vow to St. Philomena. Father Henry comes back, and he does that mass. He's, he told me, Ken, as long as I'm on this earth, I am going to come back there and do that mass. I, I would to tell you that, you know. And we've also had Father Bruschi from the actual shrine of where I went has visited, visited us twice All right. because of our devotion here to St. Philomena. Yeah. So it's very, very powerful. Go ahead, Annie. All right, so I want to make sure we get out there all of our thank yous for our donors this hour. So we have Karen S. in Roswell, Marianne L. in Lawrenceville, Renee F. and Marietta in honor of or in memory of Ronald Severs, Laurie M. of Roswell, Donald and Rosemary S. of Atlanta, Teresa R. of Cumming, August C. of St. Peter Chanel, Heidi of Milton, Susan G. of Roswell, Robert S. of Noonan, Georgia, Jim B. of Scranton, Pennsylvania, and our 12th caller, Sarah Neal of Atlanta. Yeah, so, we did it! We I did it! You tried! I never lose. And I want to win, baby. You we won it. I think they're still putting some more in. So yeah. you got to ring that, that bell for hitting that goal. Yes, ring that bell. yes. Here we go. Woo! All right. Yes. But Just I'm, like in math, huh? 
Just like a I mess. Love it. Exactly. I love it. Exactly. Oh, yes. my goodness. But we, we are our goal. out of time. Yes. And we are out of time. So we've got to go to a break. But thank you, Ken and Chuck, for leading this hour of our pledge drive. It's been amazing. Thank you, everyone who's donated. Stay tuned, though, because our pro-life hour is coming up next. All right.